Deuces in the morning. Well, everybody had a favorite morning drive show in the days we all listened to radio. They were goofy, funny, and entertaining. You can have that again, only this time it focuses on life with horses. We are here every weekday on your podcast player. Search for Horses in the Morning and come join us. We are a little goofy, hopefully funny and entertaining, and you might learn something along the way, too. We are the world's leading daily podcast about horses since 2010. What are you waiting for? Pull your phone out of your pocket, blow off the hay, and subscribe to Horses in the Morning. You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 709 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and the Murdoch Method. On the show today, we talk about getting ready for the upcoming show season with Tony Sandoval. Wendy from the Murdoch Method will introduce us to her new project, thewholerider.com. Anna Buffini will recap her season qualifying for the World Cup final, and returning with a trainer tip is Cody Harrison. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Hey, I Reese. Like I just saw you. Wait, well, you I literally just you. did just, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yes. So, literally two nights ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two nights ago. <laughs> Phil's been in Florida. Phil, how was the old sunburn? Because we learned a life lesson, didn't we? No. We didn't. It's 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 the it's the same life lesson that I've learned many times before uh, on vacation. I'm, you know, very <laughs> very Florida. northern and and very pale, and it doesn't take it doesn't take long to uh, to get to get a sunburn. And I and I got one on my leg, and and Reese uh, pointed it out, was, and and uh, poked, poked at it, pointed it out, all the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that was that was very kind. <laughs> oh no, you you're welcome. Well, so Philip came to Florida and his wife Meredith, who's the best, and actually my husband came to visit as well. So we had like a normal Saturday. We all got together and uh we went down to your hotel. You're staying about down with the water and uh lots of drinks were had and fun was had and lots of laughing and uh yeah, Phil got sunburned by spray. Not spray tanner, spray sunscreen. Don't use that, Phil. You need real sunscreen. Uh, so we were teasing Phil. But we had a great time. It was so fun. We did talk about horses, for sure. But um, it was fun to to for me to get away from Wellington. And I think you guys had a big time. And, and my husband also. So it was a really fun Saturday night. We had a great time. So I know. So you just got back. And we're recording early because I'm actually heading back to Kentucky. Um, packing up the circus. I'm packing up the circus. And so we had to record on Phil got back. I think last night we're recording tonight and then I leave on, um, on Friday, the horses leave. So, uh, which it's different to pack up the circus when your home just leaves. It's kind of nice. Like when you have the camper, everything just goes in the camper. It's <laughs> kind of delightful. I don't have to like really move anything. It's so cool. <laughs> so that's been kind of fun. 
is that I don't have to worry too much because the camper just sort of moves. Just going to nice. So did you, uh, did you hire a, a company that? Yeah, I do. I have you? a, yeah. Yeah, I have a nice lady that take that brings it back and forth for me because I have my horse trailer. So, yeah. uh, and I only have one truck. So, there's some logistics. So, everybody has asked me about the camper life. I I like it, Phil. I've decided I like it. I uh, um really I'm right here with the horses and I have my dog. I can tell you if my husband were here, it wouldn't have worked at all. But <laughs> yeah, he had um, a, a couple of complaints about about your. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Boat trailer life, or yeah, yeah. however you want. But he's not used to it, so I think the first week I also had some bruises. Like he bumped his head. I bumped my head last night too. Actually, I was in by myself and I wasn't paying attention. So you you do learn, you know, how to navigate the trailer a little bit, a little camper life. But uh, I really, I do like it, and uh, it'll be nice. Like I just pack up my office, and it'll it'll be able to go home, and uh, so that's been good. And then the horses actually, uh, we we put the horses on the on the truck on the shipper. They do a great job. I used to bring them back and forth, and sometimes I still will. But it, it's it's a long drive. It's a thousand miles, and uh, a lot of people do it. I I just have enough horses now going north that sort of makes sense that um, they head north, and and my amazing Kentucky team uh, grabs them, and and then the horses can kind of rest for a day or two, and I I close up the barn here, and then um, and then head north. We're going to have a great discussion with Tony, you know, talking about maintaining for the whole season. And, and it is a little bit different when you're here. It's so intense. Um, so there's a little bit of a transition phase back for me into, you know, I have a farm again. Uh, I manage a farm and, and um, I also, you know, I'm a wife and I have a house and cooking and cleaning. And so for me, it, it's a definite transition back, um, which is good. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, but it's also a thing. Uh, so we're going to be transitioning back and, and I have learned that it does take, it takes a good week. You know, we have to start packing sort of a week early and then, uh, we're pretty efficient at it, you know, especially it's easier when things, everything just goes in the chunks, you know, when you, when you're packing to come down, it's a little bit more complicated, but when you're packing to leave, literally everything gets put in the trunks, but I like everything to be clean before it's put in the trunks. So, um, so that is a thing for sure. So uh, we just start cleaning brushes now this time in the week and, and just getting organized, which is good. So should be a good transition back home. And I'm excited because Kentucky's so pretty this time of year. It's always fun to see the green grass and the full blossoms. Yeah. I the mean, blossoms. And yeah, you usually come down to visit us in April. So I got a great camper for you, Phil. <laughs> you've got you've got a house to stay in. <laughs> All right. You'll like it. All right. You'll I might have to, to check the out the yeah, the camper life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. <laughs> I love it. Well, Phil, we have a, a super show. This is I'm a pump for this whole show. So we're gonna get started. We're gonna have a quick break from Kentucky Performance Products and come back with Tony Sandoval. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay, and some get a few handfuls of grain a day, and most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. 
Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches, and sugars. Microphase made by Kentucky Performance Products is a vitamin and trace mineral supplement that bridges the gap in your feeding program. With Microphase, your horse receives adequate and balanced vitamin and mineral nutrition without unwanted calories or other ingredients. The minerals in Microphase have been chelated, a process that protects minerals during digestion and increases their absorption in the intestine. Microphase provides vitamins such as vitamin E in a natural form so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Tonight, we are so excited to have back by popular demand, and because I also need him, Tony Sandoval, coach and trainer. How are you, Tony? I'm doing well, Reese. I miss you. I, wanna, I miss you, too. I wanted to say workout guy for the stars, you know, just for myself, just to <laughs> myself. But That's then a nice I just like, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> but I know I miss you, Tony. I, I actually haven't seen Tony, but you came to visit us in February and I miss Tony. And I, I literally texted him. We're home next week. And I was like, Tony, I need to be on your schedule because <laughs> I'm a hot man. already there. <laughs> so, yeah, I miss you. And uh, but Tony, you've got a great I mean, we were just doing it before the show uh, talking about what you're going to talk about today. And this is such a great topic. And uh, I'm saying that also for myself. So I'm looking forward to the topic. So why don't you intro for us what you're talking about tonight? Yeah, so I think we should call this topic in it to win it for the long haul, right? Love it. So it's all about strategies on how you can make this season end as strong as you start. Or perhaps even stronger. Think? Yeah. How about, yeah, <laughs> how about stronger. even stronger? Yeah. Now, yeah. Now we're, now we're getting in the spirit of it. Now we're talking. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what, what I've noticed throughout the years of working with, with riders is towards the end, people are, exhausted mentally, physically, life gets in the way, it starts to get into fall, it gets colder. And I think that having a strategy to be able to say, okay, well, here are some things that I am going to do to make sure that every single show that I'm at, I'm giving it not just a perceived 100%, but there's actually some actionable things that you've done to give you confidence that you're out there at your tip top. So does that make sense guys? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I, it, it's, it's a wonderful concept. I, I know that feeling of being a little bit halfway through the season and, and not recovering as well and being a little bit, you know, physically and, and mentally a bit tired and just, uh, you know, you kind of have that feeling like, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe I, maybe I, I should just pack it in or, you know, um, that kind of thing. So 
Tell us how not to get there. <laughs> so here's yeah. uh, what we're going to do is, is, you know, step one is always to take a little bit of inventory and make sure that you write down how you currently feel. Because as the months go on, that feeling will start to deteriorate. But it's always good to have a baseline marker. I feel good in the morning. I have energy throughout my lessons. I am doing active things to make sure that I am getting better at whatever skill I'm trying to work. And what you'll notice is if you write things down, <laughs> come later part of the summertime when things start to you know, have a toll on your body, the journal will look different. And, and that just gives you a little bit of an insight to go, okay, I need to get back to where I was at the very beginning. So having a little bit of insight through some journaling is definitely uh, the first thing you should do. Just take an inventory of how you currently feel. Now, another totally, I think, important action that someone should take is to make sure that they take some time to move outside of what they currently do, say, at the bar. So when I, I have online clients and they report to me, I'd have 20,000 steps throughout the day, especially if it's a long day at the barn or what have you. And that's great. And that's a good way for the body to actually recover. But to take it a step further is make sure that you have at least 20 to 30 minutes where you're just walking or doing something very low impact where you're not working at something. So it's more of a recovery walk. And what the research has said is that when you have this recovery walk, we have this system in our body called the lymphatic system. And it's basically like the body's sewage line. And when you can get in some very low intensity dog walking, for example, activity, the blood starts moving and all of this lymphatic system throughout our body starts acquiring all the metabolic waste that our body has throughout the day. And what, when you start working through that system, it starts flushing out all the bad stuff, you pee it out, and then you start getting this recovery uh, tool to help you. And, and it might not seem like a lot for like maybe a month, but when you're talking about the season, you have to have in mind this long game, the longevity part of a season. And every single little thing that you do is going to add up. And at the end, you're going to reap the benefits of taking this walk where it's not necessarily in your work day or in your barn day. It's just something to help you relax and to get the lymphatic system to work. So that All right. sense so, you guys. Yeah, I, uh, I already kind of do that in, uh, you know, um, no stress kind of walk. I mean, uh, yeah. my, my chihuahua doesn't walk very fast, so that's, that's <laughs> fine. I just, uh, I could just take it easy and, uh, and we have a good time. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already building well, that, that was, in. And the, yeah. That was going to be my question. Like, you know, when I take Winnie, Tony knows my dog, Winston, you know, when it, Winnie mm -hmm. needs to go for a good 30 minute walk during the day. So mm -hmm. I think that's, would that, is that kind of like what you're talking about? Like, we're just kind of chilling. We're walking around. I'm throwing the ball, like playing around. That seems to be kind of a good time for that. Yes. So See, we have to remember golden retriever dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the great, the best modality is to walk a dog. Actually, that will be my career when I retire is professional dog walker extraordinaire. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, we, we are built, we are built to walk. We are built to move. And when we're living in a time where sitting 
is something that is for a lot of people in their day-to-day activity. And they could have a standing desk. They could have, they could just have a normal sitting down desk. But what, what that same research paper that I'm talking, that I'm referring to, what they have figured out is whether you're sitting or standing, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you're moving. You're built to move. And when you start moving, it actually prepares you for this activity that we call riding or running or whatever you're doing, prepping your body by just being active and taking a couple minutes, maybe every other hour, just to stretch, just to do something that your body is moving is going to prepare you for the day where you have your lessons or shows, especially when it comes to stress reduction, which that's a good segue for my next little tip. And that is to make sure that you're building up your sleep reserve or building up your sleep hours. So we know that sleep is important for a lot of different reasons, but the main one is to recover your nervous system, your brain. When you are sleeping, you start to detoxify your brain, especially when you get into deep sleep. And if you're not hitting the seven to nine hour marker, that's fine. This is a good way for you to build your way up to it. So maybe it's like a six hour sleep night. Well, maybe it can be 6.15. Maybe it can be 6.30. You build up time by taking your time and managing your day to include more sleep. Even if it's 15 minutes more, it's a process. And I think what gets people caught up is the goal is seven to nine. Oh, that's so far away. There's no way I can do that consistently. And then they don't even attempt. But again, these 15 minutes a night throughout the week add up, throughout the month add up. And so that is still progress. And, for, and we don't, we don't want to get caught up in this, in this game where we're comparing ourselves to other people, especially if you have a family, if you have you know, a business that takes a lot of your time. But having this goal is going to help you in the long run stay mentally in the game. Because as you compete more and the sleep doesn't change, so you're adding more stress to the body, but not a way to detoxify or to create that system that takes out all of the bad gunk in your brain and so that your brain is fresh again, you're going to pay the price. And that's when you start feeling less motivated. That's when you start going, oh man, maybe I can do this tomorrow. Or maybe I just hack today when you had something planned, but you didn't feel good. Now, that might be a good strategy, but you add up those days, and then now you're taking away less time for you to improve throughout the year. What do you guys think about that one? No, I think that's so important. I I, I have felt the need for more sleep as I've gotten older. You know, I think now yeah. I really have to, I really have to pay attention, especially like down here in Florida. I've been so busy, and I've actually slept pretty well. I think it's because I'm really tired. <laughs> you know, yeah. at home, I think I, yeah. yeah, I think here I'm really tired, but, and so that has been really helpful in the sleep department, but I agree. Like I have had to be careful to say, no, 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 I really need to need to give my body a little time to recover. I think that's been really important. And I think I have been better about that here in Florida. Cause I, I just have been, I don't have quite as many house chores and that kind of stuff to do. Uh, but I do think, for example, that's something I'm gonna have to take home with me and, and really kind of you know, I, I, it takes me a long time to wind down for the evening. Cause I'm a, I'm a night person. As Tony can tell you, I am not a morning person. I <laughs> see him in the morning and he's like, do you want to come in at seven? I was like, no, 
I do not. <laughs> I am not coming in at seven, but I can't because it, it takes me a little while to get going in the morning. And it's just, that's my schedule for sure. Now I'm, I'm there at eight. So it's not, it's not like 1030, but you know, it's, it is hard for me, but the winding down process, I think also is something that, you know, you kind of have to figure out your routine and, and what, how that works. So I, I'm with you on that, the, the extra sleep and, and making my sleep self go to sleep has been a good idea for sure. So I, 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 I get what you're putting down on that one. I think a good example is, is to use what you have going on. And I think that I, we can resonate with that. When you're in another environment where there is less stress about being at your own barn, uh, house chores, doing all the things that tax your brain, it is more difficult to turn off your thoughts. So it, the, the sleep becomes a little bit harder to get to. When you're in Florida, it's very simple. It's like a simple life. I work, I walk Winnie, I eat when I can, and I sleep. And it's, it's not that you don't think about them, but they're not in front of you. You're in Florida, and you, so it's a lot easier. So that gives you uh, some proof or, or a little bit of anecdotal evidence that if you can control thoughts, you will be able to get better sleep. And here's a trick that I recently have been doing and has been working for me because I have a lot of projects going on, a lot of irons in the fire, and sometimes I get too excited to go to sleep. So what I've been doing is I set my Apple Watch, and it could be any timer, for five minutes. And what I do is work on this breathing cadence because it helps my brain think about the cadence because it's a little tough, but it also calms me down so that, I mean, I can fall asleep instantly because it's a long day. So I'm tired, but then I don't know if I get that good sleep. Now, when I have, I use something called an aura ring to track how much deep sleep I get. And when I don't get deep sleep, I feel it the next day. It's, uh, even though I got seven to nine hours, I just didn't get that deep sleep because I could tell my brain was thinking of something. Even my heart rate is elevated when I sleep. So this is what I've been doing. I've been setting my, my Apple watch or my phone for a five minute timer. And I do a four second inhale, a two second hold an eight second exhale. Now, if through the eight seconds you breathe out in three seconds and you're wondering how can I breathe out for eight seconds? That is a feedback mechanism for you to say, I'm too wound up. I'm still so stressed out. And what I mean by stress is you're thinking of something. Something is taxing your brain. So we would call that stress that I can't even slow down my exhale. So that's fine. Maybe when you first start, it's, it's kind of difficult. But by the time you hit the end of the five minutes, you're figuring out the rhythm of how you can inhale for four seconds, big, deep breath, hold, breathe out. And it's like, oh, yeah, look, I'm breathing out for eight seconds. And then you hold for two seconds. And then you repeat that cycle over and over. And again, the goal is for you to take those eight seconds and to really breathe out all through those eight seconds and work on it. I guarantee you by the time your five minutes are done, if you're really thinking about the breath, this is going to work. Now, my brain does go and th start thinking about what I have to do tomorrow, but I quickly try to bring it back to the eight-second count because the eight-second count, it, it does wonders to bring your attention to it because it is difficult for some people. It, they, there's no way you can think about what you have to pick up at the grocery store and exhale for eight seconds. 
it's very difficult. Now, if it gets easy for you, yes, then your brain will start thinking about other things, but then you go, wait, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be thinking of the eight second exhale and you'll be surprised, practice it and give it a few days, give it like five days and you'll start waking up and feeling a little bit more refreshed because you're probably getting into some better deep sleep. That's a, that's a really nice, uh, you know, kind of meditation uh, exercise and practice. Yeah, some people like uh, like to uh, do a, like some type of yoga, some stretching. For me, that just reminds me, oh, this is what I should be doing with clients. Oh, this is what I should be doing with this client. That person yeah. would benefit from this stretch. Mm-hmm. It doesn't calm me down because my brain is always thinking, how can I get people better? But when I just practice on my breathing, I don't think about that. I just think about calming down and getting to sleep. And so that would be another great tool. Again, long game, think October, think November, how you're going to feel from just being a little bit more, I would say, active with your own brain recovery. Yeah, I love it. Tony, as always, this is amazing. This was also good for me and and good for my my friends and, and um, fellow colleagues that are coming north from Florida because so we have to reset a little bit and get yeah. ready for sort of the the kind of the Kentucky or the northern season because there's definitely a season here and it's winding down and then we're going to come home and, and there's a new season. So um, this was really, really helpful. Thank you so much. So, Tony, how can our listeners mm-hmm. find you online if they have any questions? They can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Coach Sando Training, or you can email me any questions that you may have at Tony at CoachSandoTraining.com, or you can go visit uh, the website at CoachSandoTraining.com. Fantastic. Thanks, Tony. And I can't wait to see you next week. Likewise. Bye, everybody. Have a good night. Keeping our horses happy and healthy is paramount to horse owners everywhere. Since our horses are often a reflection of the environment we create for them, the Stall and Stable Show covers ideas that help us create the best home we can. From innovations in barn design to business best practices and lifestyle segments, there's a new episode every two weeks at stallandstable.com, Horse Radio Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, tonight for our segment with Wendy Murdoch, we're always happy to have Wendy here. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's always great to talk to you guys. It's always so much fun. And I, I, I look forward to it every month. We do too. We look forward to it. You're such a great guest and you just make a smile. We always literally have to like, we have to stop talking and start recording. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I know we're having like private conversation and it just flows right into our public conversation. <laughs> I know. So how is it going and what have you been up to? Uh, it's going awesome. I just got back from, I, I call it the Aiken Ocala Aiken trip because <laughs> Aiken's like seven to eight hours from my house. And then Ocala is another seven to eight hours. And then I, I went to Ocala and then I stopped back in Aiken top again, had a wicked thunderstorm come through. Oh my goodness. Um, really? Um, oh yeah. Woke, woke me up in the middle of the night and then I just Good. got home. Yeah, so I've been gone for I don't know, like ten days or something. Yeah, but and I also just, got to see you. You yeah. also visited us. Oh, that's right. That's been in this yeah. past month, hasn't it? <laughs> I know. I, I was trying to think. I was like, <laughs> when, 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 when was Wendy? When was she? Not just Ocala. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't remember. I, I, we have the cutest picture, but I can't remember when we were on. I don't, I don't so. know. I'd have to go back and look at the date, but yeah. So I've been in Florida twice after not having like been down there for what, three years with COVID. Right. Right. And um, so I've been down twice. So we had a great time. It was really fun to see you. And I went to the Animal Rehab Institute and I demoed Surefoot Pads for Arlen White, the owner, and for her group that she had in. And um met Dr. Sybil Moley. Dr. Moley is from Italy and she's got this piece of equipment that it can measure the muscle activation. Um, and so what she's doing, she's looking at the the amount of muscle activation based on the different density surefoot pads. So really cool. That is stuff. cool. Oh, okay. That, that is really what, very high tech. What, what cool. is it what is it measuring? Muscle activation. Don't ask me a technical <laughs> I don't know. I just, oh, okay. I, mean, I was yeah, just wondering but, about like the blood flow or, yeah. No, no, it's actually contractile muscle, muscle contraction. So okay. she's kind of, she's looking at to see, you know, if you use the different density pads, what kind of muscle recruitment do you see based on the different density pads, right? Because it's a graded system. So it goes from hard, firm, medium, soft. And so obviously, as you get more unstable, the, theory would be that you would see more recruitment of muscles to stabilize because it's more unstable. Correct. Like in a person, yeah. in a person, yeah. same thing. You'd, you'd put them on, you, you always start with something harder because you don't want to over challenge the system when it's not used to it. Right. When you, your muscles aren't fit. So fitness is the ability to do something for longer. That's, that's really the definition of fitness. Like you can, you can hold a plank for longer. You can trot for 10 minutes versus two. It's the ability to maintain what you're doing for longer. And so, you know, the, but the question is like what muscles are being activated. And so that's what she's looking at is how much recruitment in the muscle is there with the different density pads. And I'm actually going to go to Italy on my way to Africa which we have one slot left if anybody yes. wants to go with me to Kenya. Oh my God. I want to. One spot yeah. left in September. So I'll stop in Italy. I'll be doing, actually, I'll be doing quite the tour, but I'm going to go to see her and we're going to play with that and I'll do a Surefoot demo. So I'm really excited about that. That yeah. is really cool. Well, you have other big news this month. Yeah. I mean, there's so much like, it. yeah. So the whole rider <laughs> course is coming along beautifully. Um, we're, we're on track. I think we're going to probably launch in May. Um, but anybody who wants to know more about the whole rider course, they just, all they have to do is type the URL, thewholerider.com and they can get on the wait list. And then, um, it's the early notification list. So basically you're not committed to anything. You're just signing up. And then I'm just sending out emails and asking questions of people. Cause I'm really curious what People are interested, you know, what, what's holding them back in their riding? That's the question that I'm asking people, kind of, you know, what's holding you back? And I've been watching, people have been great. They've been responding that have already signed up on the list. And I've been watching what's rolling in. And what's rolling in is exactly what I thought, that fear is one of the big things that holds us back. And pain or limited movement holds us back. And that's what this course is all about. Like, hallelujah. It's based on my Feldenkrais training. It's going to be very interactive. It is not self-study because everybody's sick and tired of the self-study online courses. Believe me, I have them. I don't do them, right? But this is going to be where um, there'll be live Zoom meetings and we'll have discussion and I'll probably bring in guests and, you know, really dive into this whole idea of how, how can we improve our function? And of course, the Feldenkrais method is the basis of everything I teach. So the meat of it is, is uh, Feldenkrais lessons that I've recorded and then we'll have like interaction and stuff. So I am so excited about this. I, I've been waking up at 4.30 every morning. I cannot tell you. It's like 
like bing well sometimes i wake up at 1 30 because my brain's already started but i wake up at 4 <laughs> in the morning and i like i don't know how you do it wendy it's i amazing. don't know either you know but i was in aiken and where i was staying was lovely i was on the farm but there's no internet so i get my car i drive up to panera and panera's doors don't open till seven but their internet's still on so i would set up <laughs> so you're setting up outside yeah <laughs> yeah i love it oh my god i'm like that computer. is amazing um, but I'm so excited because, you know, this is this this way, this by using the the Internet and everything, I can reach more people. And that's what I'm really wanting to do is to reach more people and help them with their writing, which, you know, I can I can do in a clinic and I can do one in one. But there's so many people I can help by doing this online course. And like I said, it's like I will be with them every step of the way. Um, you know, we're going to have interaction and discussion and talk about the lessons and what's going on with their horses and, you know, just make a real community out of it where we can share freely and safely. And, you know, it's really important that you feel safe in a group. And that's, you know, one of my things when I'm teaching is safe, fun and educational in that order. So you've got to feel safe. And so that's what I always bring to my teaching is, you know, well, you know, whether it's a horse or a person, you know, if I put a sure foot pad underneath the, their foot or I just make sure they're stable in the saddle because, you know, that's we can't learn if we don't feel safe. Horses can't learn if they don't feel safe. So that's always my my first thing. And of course, since I'm in charge, um <laughs> It'll be it'll be really fun, and I'm just, <laughs> it will I'm, be fun. Yeah, so I'm super excited about it. So it's thewholerider.com, and you get in on the early uh, notification list, and then you know I'm shooting out some emails and just kind of polling people and finding out you know what what is it that's holding you back in your riding, and um, you know if if our body can't move in the way it's designed because we've had an injury or because we sit at a desk and we don't know it, like I just was in Aiken giving Feldenkrais lessons. And, you know, it's like one person, it was like, wow, what's going on with your feet? And it turns out she was always in shoes too small for her. So her feet were strong. She's really tall. You need your whole foot like a horse. You need your whole foot. Right. So we talked about that. And, you know, and it really made a difference because that's the bottom of our building is our feet. That's the bottom of the horse's building is his feet. Right. So sure foot, Feldenkrais, it all fits. <laughs> I love it. I Wonderful. love it. Well, yeah. Wendy, how can our listeners find you online, get all the information, say it one more time so we can get it on your list? Because this sounds amazing. It's going to, I'm just, I like I said, I'm waking up at 4.30 every morning. I get everything approved because there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that they'll never see oh, that I, I have to get set yes. up. So, and I'm learning, I'm learning a lot, which is, I like to learn stuff. Um, so to sign up, it's thewholerider.com. You just type it into your into your URL search box and, and it'll pop up. And if it doesn't, just come find me. You can find me on Facebook. Wendy at wendymurdoch.com is my email. So if you have any trouble, just, you know, either go to my website, Murdoch Method. I don't have it up there yet because I'm actually hosting it on a different platform. So I'm setting up an entire platform for this online course. It's not just going to like be on my website. Um, that's why it's the best thing is to go to thewholerider.com and sign up there to get on the early notification list. And um, we're going to have fun and and we're working on we're working on the manual for it. And I've already thought about how to have guest speakers. And I'm just like, I'm like so excited about this. <laughs> That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, Wendy, as always, thank you so much. We can't wait to hear how it goes and when it rolls out, et cetera. And uh, thank you for all your energy and all you do for us and the sport as well. We love it. Oh, thank you. I just always love talking to you guys. You're, you're always so positive and upbeat and it always puts a smile on my face. Awesome. Thanks, Wendy. We can't wait for next month. Okay. Bye. 
Well, tonight we have a real treat. We always love when Anna Buffini comes on the show and she is newly qualified for the World Cup in a couple weeks with her Mayor Divinia or Miss Diva. We are so excited to have you, Anna. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I always love talking to you guys. Well, I, whenever I get to like have you, I get a little starstruck because you're so sweet and kind and you were just here in Wellington and we were talking about it right before we got on the air about, it was the most exciting night for season. So let's just rewind, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and about your wonderful mayor and we'll get going on how you're qualified for the world cup. So exciting. Yes. So this is my third season in the Grand Prix. And Davinia and I have been really um, blessed to have a quick connection from the beginning. I bought her off of a video during COVID and we hit the ground running. We showed 30 days later and then we like went on to have this like dream couple of years with a lot of bumps. Do not get me wrong. (laughs) I think the reason for our success is because of our failures. So um, we learned a lot along the way. We went to Nation Cup teams. We made the World Cup last year. And then this year we didn't make the short list for the World Equestrian Games or last year, yeah. And so I got to go home and just train with her all summer. And it was the longest time we've ever had to train together without having to show. I mean, we've literally showed for two years ever since I got her. And that, I think, was a huge turning point for us as a team and also Gunter just getting consistent training time with us. And I think that is a result of why we've had the most consistent season we've had. And for 2023, she's like the third ranked horse in the country. And she's just blown us away again and again and again. And over the summer, we saw Top Gun. And I loved it so much. We were all sitting with tears in our eyes at the end of the movie. And I said, this has to be my freestyle. And then we went to see it eight more times. <laughs> every time I was just kind of gathering so pieces of the story. Yes. Huh? You're so my yeah. people. I did too. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. So many times. We just had to see it again. And then, yeah, I was just gathering like what pieces of the story I wanted to tell, what, what parts of the song. And it's like the most amazing people who've made the music too. It's Hans Zimmerman and Lady Gaga and um, incredible composers. And so I just started making this freestyle and it just started fitting her absolutely perfectly. And Collier Wimmer, who helped me put it together, added her magic to it. And it just came together so beautifully. And um, what's cool, too, like, it's such an American theme, right? And in the back of my head, I was like, okay, the World Cup's in America. <laughs> and if we have a chance of making it to Omaha, I have to do a Top Gun theme. I wanted to do an American theme to really just give them a show and you know, give back to the American fans who have been so supportive through my whole career and to all of the people going to support at World Cup. And um, yeah, and also it was really special because a lot of my family's in the military. My grandpa was in the military for his whole career um, in the Air Force, actually. And so we already had an affinity towards the Air Force. And it was the last thing I got to show him was the making of our freestyle before he ended up passing away. So he just loved it. And I get to carry that with me. And I get to carry a little bit of our family legacy through my freestyle, as well as do an American freestyle. But of course, when you're making a freestyle, it's all, it's all a dream. It's all a hope, right? So I never yeah. would just 
think like, oh yeah, I'm going to the World Cup. I mean, it is a huge, huge, huge fight to get there. So we had this freestyle and in Grand Prix freestyles, especially when they're new, it just feels like a hot mess the first couple of times. There are so many cues and movements and different changes in the music and the material and everything. So our first show out uh, last November in Thermal, California, we started off pretty solid. We got like a 70 in the Grand Prix with a couple mistakes and then a 77 in the freestyle, which for her was really good for some bobbles in the freestyle, you know, to start at one of our highest freestyle scores was awesome. And then the next show, same thing. Um, You know, she got a 72 in the Grand Prix and then 77 again and with, you know, a bobble. So we were still making progress. I was figuring it out, piecing it together, how to read the freestyle better. And then the next show came. The first day was solid. And then the second day was magic. I mean, we were on the music like never before. She didn't make one mistake. She was so with me. It's just one of those dreams you literally, or one of those rides you dream about your whole life. She was perfect. And then I also was able to pilot her well. And we got an 80 and we were six tenths away from beating Stefan. <laughs> so close, so close. It was so close. I know. Amazing. And Amazing. It was, yeah. an 80s. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> and um, yeah, so if we just had, if we had won that show, we wouldn't have had to go to Florida. But I was sitting in fourth place after that show. And it was Stefan Peters, Alice Tarzan, Sarah Lockman, and then Salvino. And unfortunately, Salvino had to drop out um, later on in the race because, I mean, in the end, we all wanted to see Salvino. He's basically like America's hero, you know? I have so much respect for that horse and Adrian. She's one of my favorite riders in the history of dressage. Salvino is one of my favorite horses ever, so... I would give anything to see them at World Cup. And we were just devastated to hear he couldn't make it. But also at the same time, like we were making our plan and making our World Cup like schedule. So we had the last qualifier on the schedule and we were like, okay, we're going to go fly out there, you know, and, and just see what happens. And so we're out there and then Salvino ended up dropping out. And so then I just, I had to beat Sarah Lockman and Chris Von Martels. And um, they both have two amazing horses, 10 times more expensive than Davinia, bigger movers, you know, like a lot of things they had that um, Diva and I were up against the wall and having to fight really. And so we went out there and we had one of our best uh, Grand Prix ever, got a 72 in the Grand Prix, won the first day, her first time ever, winning the Grand Prix, actually, either one of ours in uh, Florida. And then the next night, we had a battle on our hands, and it was the most sold-out freestyle night of the entire season. I think everybody and their mother was there to see this Everybody came. It was huge. It was a huge night. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a huge night for dressage in in general, you know, with, uh, with the stakes being so high, like, you know, I think that that's a, that's a lot of stress. How did you, how did you handle that? Yeah. I remember, um, I just made it basically like it was a back home show in my head. So I, I, my, uh, horses are in my backyard and we call it the compound. I really am just at the compound all the time. I'm with my horses or I'm in my house teaching. And, um, 
I kind of treated it like that. I was either with Ziva training or I was in my hotel room and I didn't really talk to people. I didn't really, I didn't go out to dinner once. I didn't do anything. I literally just pretended like it was a show at home. Um, I didn't look at the crowd. I didn't look at anybody, but my family and my trainer and the warm up. I made it small. I made it normal in my head. And of course you can't just ignore <laughs> that <is the> big <laughs> show for everybody, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was big. But at least the approach you take is your, your normal routine at home. And I tried to make that for diva too. And, um, yeah, Sarah went second. She laid down a huge score with 77 and I knew we had our work cut out for us. So we were second to last and she was definitely a little bit nervous with that environment because, you know, she had just flown in. She's never done a night freestyle. She hadn't done one in a year. And every single one of these horses had been doing the night freestyles all season long. So that's just a whole nother point. I was so extremely proud of her for because new environment, new state, new everything. And against these horses who had been seasoned with this for eight weeks. And she just came in and she, I, she has such a huge heart. She went in there and um, we just got to dance to our favorite music in the world in front of our favorite crowd in the world. and. She nailed some parts and then I had a few bobbles, but thankfully the parts she nailed were so good that it just, the judges really rewarded us for all of the things we got right. And then the few bobbles we had, they didn't pull our score way down, which was huge because in the past, our good moments wouldn't um, outweigh our, our tough moments. And now the quality of her good moments are so high for her that they outweigh her rough moments. And so to finish that last extended to that center line, to that huge Top Gun theme, I just remember like getting chills while I was riding it. I was like, this is I why I chills. did this pause. I got chills <laughs> yeah. while I watched Versace. I, we, it was so cool to watch, Anna. I'm just saying it was awesome. Uh-huh. I got chills. We were all pumped. It was great. It was so <laughs> Thank much fun. Thank you so much. It was, it was just amazing. It's just surreal. It's what you dream of, you know? It's like riding a freestyle for all the money in in Wellington like that in a packed house to go to World Cup. And um at the end, yeah, she we saluted and the crowd was so loud. It was so sweet. And I remember I I rewatched it on the screen and I was like, I think I was a little bit stressed because I looked quite mad after that. And I was like, <laughs> people are like, Are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm just like, I was so in the zone. I was so focused. I don't even think focused. I realized where I was. <laughs> That is that is well, so cool. That's amazing. So, um, uh, what what is your plan? You know, going forward, what, what what are the logistics around going to Omaha? Yeah, so we leave Sunday. Um, the horses leave very early in the morning, like six thirty on the flight, and then they have quite a long travel day. Actually, they get in around five p.m. and they go straight to the venue, and they'll just do a lot of walking that day, and then we have arena familiarization on monday we have the jog tuesday we show the grand prix wednesday um training day thursday and then grand prix freestyle on friday so yeah that's our schedule wow so so you got to go back to california and and train at home you didn't have to stay yes uh yeah no i went back the day after the freestyle (laughs) yeah yeah we didn't do anything we didn't celebrate Yeah, (laughs) that's okay. That makes total sense. She wanted to go home and get her settled. And I I love that. I love it. So what, I mean, that's, um, we're recording Tuesday. So you'll actually leave 
pretty soon. What do you do yeah. kind of in the interim kind of to get ready at this point? Really, we're just going back to our normal routine. I'm making everything as normal as possible for her so she can be as healthy and as ready to go. We just have a lot of um, a lot of training time. Gunter's coming over a lot to um, just keep an eye on her. She's not working very hard. To just, we're just keeping her fit and fresh and tuned up. And then he also is coming over. We watch our rides on the TV and um, go over them and make so many strategies for whatever she maybe throws at us that hopefully we can pull from our, our growing toolbox to help maybe um, fix whatever she throws at us in there. But yeah, just really keeping her as healthy, as fit as possible and um, keeping it, just keeping her happy, really, no matter what um, is going on with me, no matter how difficult things <laughs> get or things get stressful, she doesn't know about it. She gets to live in her little snow globe world where it's perfect and she's happy. I love it. I love it. Well, Anna, how can our listeners kind of follow you on your journey? You're really amazing at social media. So how can they, how can they follow you and kind of see what's going to happen behind the scenes? Yeah. So my Instagram is Anna underscore Buffini. After the freestyle, I'll probably put out so many pictures and videos that you will basically have a reality television show of the world cup. <laughs> but, um, Love it. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun during the world cup or during my shows. I don't post, but after, but I take a ton of uh, pictures and videos. And then afterwards I just spill it all, all over the internet. So I love that. Um, I, love that. I think that's a really good advice. Yeah. I think that's really good advice just for everybody. Like you don't have to post during the yeah. show. You could wait till no. like, you're in the zone. You're busy. There's lots you have to do and stay focused. Exactly. And so I love that. So that's a great exactly. tip on its yeah. own, Anna. Well, thank you so much. And we can't wait to be following you. We're going to be following you like crazy. And uh, can't wait to see the photos after, uh, after the World Cup. So good luck from us here at the Horse Radio Network. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. We're going to go do the best we can for all of you guys. Yes, you will. We know you will. Awesome. Thank you. Well, for this week's trainer tip of the week, we have Cody Harrison back on the line. And Cody is in the five-star Grand Prix this week, and she is an international competitor now for sure. Cody, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Yes. So tell us your tip, because this is fantastic. I love it. I would say that you have to remember to ride the horse that you have that day, not the one that you had yesterday or two weeks ago, and not necessarily the horse that you are looking to have in two weeks from now. You have to ride the horse that's under you that day and try and make it better for the next day, but not get caught in the past and not get frustrated that you don't feel it's good enough for the moment. I, I really love this. I think this is so important, especially as people, you know, maybe yesterday was a really bad ride, or maybe you had a really bad day yesterday. And you came in the barn and I think it is a real skill to say, okay, today's a new day. Or let's say six months ago, your horse took off with you, or I don't, I don't know. I'm just making mm-hmm. something up, but really being able to sort of be in the moment. I think that's what horses really teach us. Don't you think? I totally agree. And I think it goes the other way too. You could have the best ride ever yesterday 
And then, you know, today you get on, it doesn't feel good, but you, you can't compare it to yesterday. You know, maybe look back and say, oh my gosh, but if I compare this to six months ago, this is my, my worst days now are so much better than my best days used to be, you know, to really put things into perspective. Yeah. I I think that, I think that's what the horses teach us is that you have to come out every day and, and just approach things anew and just, you know, feel like you are riding for the first time all the time, you know, and, uh, and, you know, try to build on, on things that didn't go so well the day before, but you, you can't set yourself up with really top expectations because the horse doesn't mm-hmm. understand expectations or, you know, like, Oh, it was good yesterday. And now we're going to be even better. They're, they're just, they, they're just in the moment. And that's a, you know, that's a beautiful thing that, um, horses and animals, they just, they just live in the moment. So, you can't get on and, and do too many corrections or just just feel what you got and, and go from there. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's great. And as you have a long-term partnership with a horse, you know, I think it it's not always bad to look back and think, wow, I've had this horse for six years and, you know, now he's 10 or 11 and look what he can do and look where I mm-hmm. was. I don't think that's necessarily a bad exercise, but not all the time, right? I think from a daily basis with training, it it is, what is he like today? Or she like yes, today? Exactly. And how is she feeling? So I think that's really good because I think it, not only just from a traumatic, like if you did have something traumatic happen, it's hard not to look back and remember that. Mm-hmm. But typically the horses don't, you know, they, they, they move forward. Um, and they're like Philip said, they're present. So, um, I think that's a really, really good concept to think about as you're training your horse. And cause you've had your horse Bosco for eight years, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a long time. And just think of how you as a human have <laughs> changed in eight years, you know, as a rider and, and how much he, he has developed. So I think it's a, it's a great, Great tip. And Cody, we're so excited to cheer you on at the five star and see what you continue to do. And we're so thankful for your time tonight. And how can our listeners find you online to get more great tips? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is just Cody Harrison, C-O-D-I Harrison. And that's it. Fantastic. Thanks, Cody. You're welcome. Well, as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. And uh, we love the questions and we will work on getting them answered for you. And as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best place to find me is probably on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products and the Murdoch Method. If you'd like to support our show and the Horse Radio Network, you can do that through the auditor program found at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we will talk to you next week.